Disaster in Jersey, a chance to rebound in New York. Coming up on the Locked On Sabres podcast. Your Locked On Sabres, your daily podcast on the Buffalo Sabres. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks, everyone, for making Locked On Sabres your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode brought to you by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app. Use the promo code LOCKEDONNHL to get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. We enter a new week of Sabres hockey and the Sabres are three points out of a playoff spot that is currently occupied by the Toronto Maple Leafs, five points behind the next closest team, the Tampa Bay Lightning, 9-10-2 on the season, nine wins, 12 losses, the most recent of which a blowout at the hands of the New Jersey Devils, 7-2 at Prudential Center in Newark, New Jersey. We'll recap that game for a moment, and then we'll quickly turn the page to what hopefully will be a better week. Buffalo sports fans need it in a bad way right now. The Bills are depressing. The Sabres are depressing. It's not good days. It's not positive days, um, at least at the moment. The Sabres are in the middle of a four-game road trip, and they will have the next of which, of course, tonight, Monday night, against the New York Rangers, 7 o'clock puck drop from MSG, and we will preview that game coming up in a little bit. The lineup, so confusing. Trying to make lineup cards for the for our uh, social media team or filling them in on what players to put on the graphic. Um, it's like it's rocket science. I can't figure it out, what Don Granato is doing. So there's a lot to break down on that front even uh, coming up. But... Seven to two. So I was actually at an engagement party on Saturday night and we got there around, you know, like six o'clock. So there's college football on when we get there and college football was pretty cool. Like you had Alabama Auburn with an insane ending, a fourth and 31 um, from the fourth and goal from the 31. You had, I have a friend who's an Oklahoma state fan and that game went to overtime against BYU. And there was a million different great college football games in the final regular season week. So it gets to be seven o'clock and it's like, all right, let's flip over to the Sabre game. But we were watching the end of, I think it was the, the Iron Bowl, the Alabama Auburn game. We were watching the end of it. It's a big group of people. So you, you can't just be like, I, I get the game. on, get the game on like yelling at everybody. Like you, you let the group do what they want. So it gets to be like seven Oh five, seven Oh six. And this game is just about to end. And just as we're about to flip on the Sabre game, I see on my phone goal. Already, Devils. And this is a trend. The Sabres have been doing this all year, letting up early goals. 91 seconds into this one, and Alex Holtz uh, scores his sixth of the year to make it one nothing Devils. And it's like, ugh, one nothing Devils. Then we have the game on where, you know, everyone's – we're talking. So we're kind of – we got the game on in the background. We're watching it a little bit where everyone's catching up. And then, boom, halfway through the first period, 2 nothing Devils. Okay. This is not good. Everyone's kind of like, oh, what is this team, man? Like, what is this team? Why are they so bad? And then four minutes later, boom, 3 nothing. Nico Heischer, Tyler Toffoli, of course, the second. Heischer with the third, 3 nothing. Game over. How many games like that have the Sabres had this year where it felt like in the first period, this game's over already? 
I mean, a lot of them. The Flyer game at home a couple weeks ago comes to mind. Then a minute 30 to go in the first, boom, Andre Palat. It's 4 nothing after the first period. And the party I was at, they turned on college football, and it never went back on. It ne- I watched back some of the second and the third, some of. I couldn't, I couldn't stand to watch the whole thing, live with myself, to watch you know the Sabres get smoked in the final two periods when usually you can't really read too much into it anyway. Couldn't bring myself to watch the whole thing after the second and third or watch bits and pieces, the condensed version the NHL media site sends out. But it's like 4 nothing. game never went back on. Never went back on. This party had college football on the rest of the night. Uh, you had a Jeff Skinner goal mixed in there. You had a Kyle Poso goal mixed in there. But the game was super depressing and deflating. And I imagine that a lot of you and a lot of Sabre fans turned that game off after 20 minutes and did something else with their Saturday night. And I wouldn't have blamed them at all. It's it's a disgrace. It's a, an embarrassment. And it's kind of pathetic that the Sabres are continually having games like this where everyone wants to buy in fans want to buy in to this team they're they're begging to especially you know most most buffalo sports fans are both bills and sabers and especially with how depressed you could be right now about the bills in their state six and six and they have all these expectations you'd want nothing more than the hockey team to kind of distract you or to take over right take over all of your fan bandwidth and the Sabres have just not done that. They have not run away with that. They have not captured anybody's imaginations. They look like a boring hockey team and they look like a pretty damn average hockey team, below average hockey team. Even at that nine wins, 12 losses on the season, they're getting smoked by a devil's team. That's been struggling. The devil's, I like them a lot on paper, and I do think they've been suffering from some injuries. When Jack Hughes went out, they really struggled to win games there. Um, but the Devils, I do think, are a good team. But they're nine; they were nine. Uh, excuse me, eight, nine, and one going into that game. They had a losing record going into that hockey game. It's not an unbeatable. They're not playing Boston here. It's the Devils. Come on, you could do that. You're supposed to be taking steps to be as good as them. They took a step. 30 points forward last year. Why can't you do it? And more and more we see the Sabres just might not be as dangerous as a team as they were last year. Every game that passes, every game where that seems to be more and more solidified. Uh, Some of the stats quickly in this game, the most embarrassing thing. In fact, the only stat I really feel like I even need to share. I don't even want to go look. Don't even tell you all the advanced stats. 38 shots for the Devils, 12 for the Sabres, 12 shots on goal. What an embarrassment. 12 shots on goal. I mean, show up, would you? I mean, Eric Comrie, I didn't think played well. I wouldn't have been against seeing him on waivers in the in the last couple of days. That did not happen. The team just didn't show up. And that's been happening far too often. So I listen, I love the head coach. Um, I think he's done an excellent job up to this point, but he better get things going here. The team better get things going. Really. I, you know, you've heard over the months in, in the recent, you know, years that if they ever did anything with that coach, the team would revolt. That they they are behind Don Don Granada 1,000% and they would revolt if the, they ever tried to fire Don Granado. But you know what? Hey, if that team, if, you, if those players don't want that to be a conversation, and I don't think it's a conversation yet, but if they don't want it to be a conversation, 
better get their act together because the longer they play like this, the more likely you're going to hear fans start to ask the question and you know, idiots like me ask the question. All right. Should we start talking about the coach? I don't think I'm not there yet. I'm not even close to being there yet, but you know, you're on Twitter enough to see that once in a while it's starting to come up. So 38 to 12 were the shots on goal in favor of New Jersey. Unbelievable. They are now 0 and 2 against the Devils this year. The Devils won the first game of the season between the two on October 27th. And these two teams will not meet again until March 29th. So way later in the season before the Sabres will play the Devils again. Uh, On the stat sheet, again, like, you know, good to see Jeff Skinner get his 10th of the year, I guess, boost some of the numbers. Oposo got his second. He scored in back-to-back games. Um, I did not have a same-game parlay for this, but, uh, you know, I'm not at a heater with the the picking the goal score, but not necessarily with the rest of it. I would have been way off on this one. So, thankfully, I did not have that for you. I will have a same-game parlay for today's game. I'm going to go with uh, a little bit more of a likely parlay. I got to get it's going to get a win on the board here. So, that's coming way later in the show. Sabres versus Rangers. The lineup. We'll try to piece it together and what to expect for this Sabre Ranger game coming up on the Lockdown Sabres podcast. We are brought to you by Collective. If you run a solo small business, you're an army of one, but you need a CPA bookkeeper, separate payroll solution, and more. Let Collective take care of the paperwork while you take care of business. Collective is the number one financial solution for freelancers, contractors, and self-employed entrepreneurs that lets you focus on your passion, not your paperwork. Let Collective handle all of the paperwork you dread, like corporate formation and compliance, taxes, bookkeeping, accounting, and even payroll. And the best part, it's at a fraction of the cost of a CPA. Collective knows that if your business of one makes over $80,000 a year, you will find the most value from their services. Join the thousands of solopreneurs that have saved an average an average of $10,000 per year on taxes with their structure. Right now, Collective is offering one month completely free, no onboarding fee, when you go to collective.com slash locked on NHL and tell them locked on NHL sent you. That's a $550 value for free when you go to collective.com slash locked on NHL and tell them locked on sent you. That's collective.com slash locked on NHL. Tell them locked on NHL sent you. Sabres are 9-10-2 on the season. Jody Biasi back here in the Locked On Sabres podcast. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. Reminder, Locked On's launched its first ever national 24-7 streaming channel. The first ever, not just their first ever, on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today, here for your 24-7, covering the top stories in sports of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 stream channel sabers and rangers at madison square garden seven o'clock on monday night and the sabers got to get rolling here they have got to get rolling they have only won two two of their last seven games they have only picked up five points of a possible 14 dating back to uh the last uh to november 11th just kind of picking a, a random date there i know but two of their last seven not good enough and it is what is has them falling apart here Um, starting to lose ground in the playoff race. Three points behind Toronto, and I'm not one that thinks Toronto is going to miss the playoffs. Three points behind Philadelphia, 
five points behind Tampa Bay. Those are the teams that they are currently chasing in the standings. They actually are behind everybody but Montreal, New Jersey, Ottawa, and Columbus. And by points percentage, how about this? By points percentage, the only team below the Sabres in the Eastern Conference this year is Columbus. That's it. Second last. Tied with Montreal. That is a joke through the first month and a half of the season. Hoping they can get back on track against the Rangers. What are we going to see from the Sabres against the Rangers? Well, when it starts with a confusing lineup, you already kind of start off a little bit frustrating, I guess. But um, the lineup is what it is. Although, we don't really know what it is because... Don Granado informed us on Monday morning that Matias Samuelson, who was skating on the ice, was injured in the first period on Saturday against Jersey, is dealing with an injury, took a, a, a stick up high. So it's just basically pain management. But Granado said that Samuelson would be a game time decision and that Henry Yoki Haru, who was scratched on Saturday, will re-enter the lineup. Okay, so if Samuelson plays... And Yoki Haru is definitely going to play. Then who comes out? Does a forward come out? Does a defenseman come out? Again, with these lineup graphics that Locked On puts together for us. Uh, I don't even know what to tell him. Like, I can we add another box? No? Okay, can we put a slash? I don't know if it's going to be a forward. I don't know if it's going to be a defenseman. The candidates that I would consider to miss this game... I would think either one of the kids just called up from Rochester, Yuri Kulik and Isaac Rosine, and in part because Roseanne, both, I'm never going to get that right. I mean, maybe we'll get used to it here quickly, but both were taken off the power play at practice. So, you know, maybe one is going to sit. Um, Ryan Johnson, I guess, could sit. Clifton or Eric Johnson could sit. Uh, of course, Samuelson could just not end up playing. Olison, I don't think is going to sit. Olison was up with the number one power play unit at practice, which to me says that he's going to be playing tonight for sure. Uh, the rest of the lines, though, Middlestat, Skinner, and Tuck staying together. Cousins, Paterka, and Benson, that's your top six. V- Peyton Krabs, Yuri Kulik, and Kyle Oposo. Tyson Jost, Isaac Roseanne, and Victor Olison are the forward lines. But again, any one of those forwards could come out. Not any, but uh, especially in the bottom six, somebody could. We're going to get Ukapeka Lukanen in goal for this game. Levi or Comrie will be the backup. Lukanen has easily been the Sabres' best goaltender all year. I said on Saturday to our text line, by the way, should have reminded you, go to joinsubtext.com slash locked on sabers. Join our big sorties group chat. Um, we are going to be talking tonight. If you want to air your grievances, vent a little bit when the sabers are inevitably down four, nothing to the Rangers on Monday night. And you want to yell about it. You want to get your thoughts heard on the podcast. Be sure to do that again. Join subtext.com slash locked on sabers. If you want to uh, reply to that, some reaction, by the way, if you want a, a little scoop, on what we're talking about in that group chat. Um, starting to lose faith in Granado. Uh, this is from one listener. He said, uh, I just want to get the exact one right here. Starting to lose faith in Granado. There have been a lot of talk about McDermott hitting a ceiling as a coach after the Denver d- debacle. Maybe it's time to start having that conversation about Donnie Meatballs. The guy's a development coach, and maybe this is his first full-time job for a reason. He goes on further, but again, 
that Granado question is starting to get asked. So again, if you want to get in on that conversation, um, we send out breaking text news as well. If there's ever a Sabres trade or signing uh, call up, of course, you'll get it right away. We'll update you from practice with line combinations or lineup notes um, from the morning of right from right from the practice ice. So again, Check out our text line. We've had a lot of fun with it so far. Join subtext.com slash locked on sabers. Um, Lucan in and goal, though. I, I've eaten crow on him so far. I'm glad to say I'm wrong on Lukanen. I was, I told you before the season, I'd be okay waving him. And good thing that didn't happen because they would be nowhere in goal right now. Devin Levi has done nothing to earn that number one job. And Eric Comrie has had two pretty bad performances, in my opinion, coming off of an injury. They need Lukanen. And I said on Saturday to our text group, that's why I started off on the text line, that they should probably play Lukanen until he pukes. Keep playing them because the season's starting to get away from them and they got to have their best goaltender in there. So good to see that he'll be playing against the Rangers. This Rangers team, remember, what the Sabres had trouble with in their opener was the Rangers scored first and it happened early. Don't let the Rangers get up early in this game because they are, among all teams in the league, they are one of the best at playing the trap and smothering you not letting you get any shots through. They block shooting lanes. They block neutral zone lanes. They just make everything difficult on you. The Sabres have already struggled this year, becoming a dangerous offensive play, offensive team. If game script goes in favor of the Rangers in this game, the Sabres could score very few goals in this game. One or two very easily if the Rangers get up early. So big key to the game. Don't let the Rangers get up early in this one. Sabres and Rangers tonight on the Locked on Sabres podcast. Uh, When we come back, a quick look at the Rangers lineup, what's going on with them, and I've got my same game parlay that I feel better about today because I went for some more likely bets um, to try to get this thing home. That's coming up in the Locked on Sabres podcast. We are brought to you by Sleeper. Another way you can enjoy this game tonight, go to Sleeper, throw a a bunch of over-unders for different players in this game. the official daily fantasy app of the Lockdown NHL Network is Sleeper. Sleeper is our number one choice for daily fantasy sports and especially daily fantasy hockey because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. All you have to do, pick whether players like J.J. Paterka and Casey Middlestad and Owen Power or whoever will record more or less than their Sleeper projections for things like goals, shots, assists, saves, plus, minus, and more in a given game. To win a 100 times bet on Sleeper, you need to correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats. You can win 100 times, though, your money playing daily fantasy hockey on Sleeper. So start paying attention and nail your picks. Use promo code LOCKEDONNHL. You'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code LOCKEDONNHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details and locational availability. So you, Jody Biasi, back here on the Locked On Sabres podcast. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. What's going on with the New York Rangers? Tonight's opponent for the Sabres. Well, they are incredible. They are one of the best teams in hockey. They are tied with the Boston Bruins for the most points, both in the NHL and in the Eastern Conference. But they've played one fewer game. So by points percentage, they have the highest points percentage in the league. They are 31 points in 19 games. That is 81.6% of their 
possible points they could have. The Sabres, for comparison, are at 47% points percentage. The Rangers also have the third best goal differential in the league this year at a plus 21. They have allowed the fewest goals in hockey, 45. Nobody has allowed less. Eight of their last 10, they're on a three-game win streak. This is as big of a challenge as it gets. They, by the way, have done a little bit of that this year without their star goaltender, Igor Shesterkin, playing. Jonathan Quick, who is shot at this point, has had to play a little bit. He's played fine in eight games, and the system has helped that a lot as well. Unluckily for the Sabres, Shesterkin's back healthy. He will play in this game against the Sabres. On the stat sheet for New York this year, Artemi Panarin, right back to being a superstar, 29 points in 19 games played. Chris Kreider, 13 goals, leads the way for them, 20 points in 19 games for him. Trocek, Sabanajad, Eric Gustafson on the blue line, 14 points, all for them. Alexei Lafreniere starting to have a bit of a bounce back year with eight goals um, in 19 games. So the Rangers are getting secondary scoring this year. They have a great blue line and they do not allow tough chances at all now to be fair they are missing adam fox so i think their best skater i think their best skater is adam fox norris trophy winner one of the best defensemen in hockey he will not play in this game against the sabers so they get a little bit of a break there philip Cheadle up front also not going to play in this game so a couple of important injuries um for sure which maybe you know that maybe that offsets Tage Thompson not playing in this game. So what does it all mean? It means the Rangers are a massive, massive favorite in this game. Uh, not the biggest favorite on the night, but that's because Boston plays Columbus. You got the best team in these playing the worst team in these. Uh, one of the best teams in these. So anyways, looking at some of the betting odds in this game, the Rangers are minus 225 on the money line. Again, a crazy big favorite at home against the Sabres. The Sabres are plus 184. Again, for you non-betters, that would mean to... W- if you bet 100 on the Sabres to win, you would win 184. For comparison, the Rangers are minus 225. You'd have to bet 225 to win 100 on the Rangers. The over-under in this game, 6.5, but it is plus money on the over. Plus 110, minus 134, which means this game is favored to go under 6.5 goals. That leads me to my three-leg parlay. Same game parlay. Let's get this. I'm on a heater predicting the goal score but I've missed on the other stuff. So I'm going to go a little bit more likely in this game. I hit on, I had some good ones last week too. I had Zach Benson to score when he scored. I had Kyle Poso to score against Pittsburgh. And that happened in this game. I'm going to go even a little more likely than those two. JJ Paterka plus three thirty. I've been loving the Paterka anytime bet this year. I've hit it a couple of times. Paterka is getting opportunities both on the power play. He's getting opportunities on the top six. He's playing a ton of minutes. He played over 20 minutes against Pittsburgh. The devil game, I don't even want to kind of read into it because that was a blowout game. You can't really get a sense of how much he wanted to play guys. But against Pittsburgh, over 20 minutes for Paterka. So he's starting to play a lot more. He's scoring on his opportunities. He's playing with Dylan Cousins and Zach Benson. He's got the right teammates for it. Uh, I like Benson at plus 330. Again, I like Skinner more, Tuck more even. Nah, maybe not Tuck, but those guys are at plus 180. Cousins is at plus 280. Um, so Paterka being a little bit further down the list than those guys, I like at plus 330. I'm going to go that as my first leg. Second leg, under six and a half goals in this one. Both teams are playing their best goaltender. The Rangers love to play a very defensive style. I just mentioned they've allowed the least goals in hockey under six and a half goals, um, in part because of who the goalies are. And then I'm going to go Rangers minus one and a half. 
Uh, that's a little bit plus money as well. That's the Rangers to win by two. You have your empty net opportunities there as well. Won't be rooting for that to happen, but I think the Rangers are a dominant team and they are the exact type of team that can that the Sabres have trouble with. The Sabres do not react well when teams start playing the trap on them and nobody plays it better than the Rangers. I don't like the matchup for Buffalo. I think the Rangers win this game by more than a goal. So all of that. Get you to plus 378.5, uh, plus 3,785, which in a $10 bet would be 378 bucks, and a $100 bet would be 3,700 bucks, and so on and so forth. So hopefully I'm wrong, though, because that would mean uh, that the Sabres win the game or lose by one, I guess. That would be the worst. If they lose by one, the Sabres don't win, and I lose the bet, that's the, that's the worst outcome no, uh, uh, for sure. All right. Hopefully, though, it goes a little bit better for the Sabres in this one. I'll be surprised if it happens because this is a great team they play. Uh, but here's to hoping that it does indeed happen. Thanks, everybody, for listening to today's episode of the Locked on Sabres podcast. A reminder, check us out on our text line. You get news alerts, breaking news alerts, practice updates, my takes on things that happen throughout the day. And then we go back and forth reacting to the game as it happens. Our big old sorties group chat. Join subtext.com slash locked on sabers. Be sure to join us there. Check us out on our YouTube channel as well. At locked on sabers there. Like and subscribe on YouTube. Thanks for making us your first listen every day here on the Locked On Sabers Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We'll talk to you next time.